Did you know that God sent his son Jesus to buy your freedom so that he could adopt you as his very own child? Everybody loves to hear good news and a true story. Life's Been Different is a podcast that influences individuals like you and I to live life differently by becoming better people and better at living life. So get ready to open your heart to encounter him. Then go and tell the world why your life's been different. Welcome to the Life's Been Different podcast. My name is Marco, Marco Moncada, and I'm so excited that you have taken time out of your day to set aside the next 30 minutes to listen to this program I do not take it for granted. We take this very seriously here at Life's Been Different, and welcome to our community. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. We know that time is at a premium. It's the one thing that you can never get back, and we believe that this next 30 minutes is going to add value to your life and value to people that you know through you. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so much. If you haven't yet, whether you're returning or a first-time listener, please follow us on social media at Life's Been Different or wherever you're following or wherever you're listening, I mean, as far as streaming this podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening, please like, follow, subscribe, whether it's YouTube, whatever, to this program so that we could keep feeding you great content we believe is from the Lord. So what are you going to hear on this program? This podcast has two different formats. The first one is all about influencing individuals, influencing people like you and I to live life differently by becoming followers of Jesus through becoming a better person and becoming better at living life. You will hear messages on the principles behind living your best life, the privilege of changing your mind, and of course, it's all centered and revolves around the gospel of Jesus Christ and how he changes lives. The second platform is all about people's testimonies. The story of why your life's been different because of Jesus. And that is what we get to listen to today. Today is one of my favorite types of episodes, a testimony episode. And we're going to hear the remarkable story of family and purity and the love of God I believe that you've ever heard. The story of why Rachel Marie's life's been different. But before we jump into that, I always want to extend the offer. If you would like to share your testimony on the Life's Been Different podcast, email us at lifesbeendifferent at gmail.com and we will respond with some instructions on how to send in your story, on how to send in your story. If you'd like to be a part of our email list, email us at lifesbeendifferent at gmail.com. Just say hello. Hey, I want to be on the welcome list, whatever. And we'll keep that and send updates when they come. Without further ado, I want you to lean in to this story, this remarkable story 
of why Rachel's life's been different, and I will come back at the end with some thoughts. Hi, my name is Rachel, and this is how my life has been different since Jesus. So I actually grew up going to church and in a Christian family with parents that were both believers, and uh, they raised my siblings and I going to church. We went to youth group. We went to Bible camps and conventions and retreats, and um, it was a big part of my life. Um, I wouldn't go as far to say that it defined my life, but it definitely was what our lives revolved around. And um, unfortunately for me, because uh, the true meaning of Christianity didn't ever really take root throughout all those formative years, it really just um, grew to become just a religious existence in my life. Uh, and when I say that, I mean that um, it wasn't my identity. It was just something that I could do. And so uh, as I got older and became a teenager and I realized that a lot of people didn't make um, what I was taught to be the right choices and I knew that I could make those choices. And so I really prided myself in my ability to follow all of the Christian rules and um, what it meant to be a morally upright or upstanding person, um, which of course just led me to become extremely self-righteous uh, since I felt like I was doing all of the good and um, it was my ability to make those decisions. It was my ability to have self-control. It was, it was all me that was doing it. Um, so yeah, a lot of pride grew in those early years. And, um, you know, people would quote scriptures to me like, I can do all things through Christ. And it just never made sense to me because I figured that it really just came down to determination and self-control. And so I lived that way. I, I lived that way until I was about 19 years old. And um, I, at that point, had uh, graduated high school and moved out of the home and kind of went out on my own adventure-seeking um, I guess really uh, in hindsight, it was kind of my rebellion. Um, you know, the whole time growing up, I just feel like as I reflect it, the thing that I see that I was missing the most was really God's heart. Um, you know, he, he calls us to be his sons and daughters, not just his followers. Like he wants a relationship above and beyond all else. And I just, I never could see that because everything and everywhere I turned felt like it was just, Christianity was presented as this list of do this, don't do that, be this, don't be that, say this, don't say that. Um, so just a, a big list of do's and don'ts. And um, yeah, so it was hard. Those two concepts really clash with each other. Um, this idea of uh, actions versus your heart and relationship. So um Anyways, uh, like I said, at 19, I kind of started this um, seeking, I guess you'd call it, but really it turned into a rebellion. And so I just, I wanted to find out why God has said, do this and not do that. You knew, you know, um, <laughs> you know, so I, um, oh, I should also mention that during my um, teenage years, that was uh, the time, at least here in America. I can't speak for what was happening globally, but here in America, um, there was a huge push for what was called the purity culture. And so, man, the, the big concept behind purity culture was that, um, you know, we were supposed to save ourselves for marriage, right? Like that's what purity equated waiting to have sex until you were married. 
And I feel like it popped up in so many different places, whether it was youth group, uh, small group conversations with other friends, church on Sunday morning, camps, conventions, wherever it was, I feel like it just kept coming up. And then they started doing specific um, weekends and retreats oriented around purity culture. And um, gosh, you know, I just feel like um, it just made relationships and sex and marriage something really elusive. Uh, And from what I could gather, the message that I was being presented was that it was best practiced as a good Christian to just not have relationships, not have sex, and to look very poorly upon anything related to sex. Meaning, like, essentially, the the viewpoint was that it's bad and everything about it is sin. And so, once you get married, then the answer to all of your heart's desires will be discovered. And that marriage was just the ultimate solution. And that was kind of that. Like, people didn't talk about uh, what is the purpose of sex? Why did God design it? What is it supposed to look like? Um, what does that look like in marriage? What is how healthy marriage look like? How do we have healthy relationships? I mean, I just like there was so much that was missing that, but, um, I left, it left me just feeling very confused and unsure of, um, you know, just where I was supposed to go from that place. I felt like I just had all this information. Again, this list of do this, not that, um, but just didn't understand the heart of it. And so I was searching. So anyways, here I'm in my rebellion. I'm 19 years old. Um, and following that path, of course, like we know what's the common saying, um, sin will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay. Um, and so Unfortunately for me, that meant that uh, in my pursuit of finding answers to the things that I didn't understand, um, I ended up in a fairly toxic relationship and that ultimately resulted in me um, being pregnant. Uh, And um, unfortunately for me at the time, the guy that I had been with went MIA and I was just left alone in this mess, um, or so I thought. So... Um, man, it feels like so long ago when all that happened, but, um, when I think about it, it's like, I can just remember those moments like it was yesterday. Um, thank God that he's so faithful and he never truly leaves us. And the weeks, uh, leading up to me giving birth to my daughter, um, God had started to put adoption on my heart, which was super strange to me because I had no previous connection to it. I knew nothing about it. It was like a foreign concept. And to be quite honest, if you would have asked me my opinion about adoption, I probably would have told you that, um, yeah, I kind of thought negatively about it and would have looked down on somebody who had made that choice, not really understanding why they would have done that and just assume like they just wanted to get out of the responsibility of being a parent. Um, However, I couldn't fight the peace that I had about adoption in my heart. And so I just decided, okay, well, I'll look into this and I began to pursue it. And, and as I did, it was just crazy. The doors that the Lord opened and the meetings he orchestrated with people, um, that literally lived States away from me and should have never been able to be somebody that I could have connected with. And they just so happened to be in the state that I lived in and visiting in the exact time that I called them. And not only that, they were, I'm not joking you, 10 minutes down the road from where I lived. 
They should have been in Texas and I lived in Minnesota. We'll put it that way. Um, so anyways, crazy things like this, um, just started to happen. And, um, the Lord even connected me with a Christian adoption agency who was able to answer all of the questions that I had about adoption. And ultimately, um, I began this pursuit of like, okay, well, this sense of peace isn't leaving me. It's actually just getting stronger. And so I decided to, um, you know, pursue searching and looking at families and, um, through the grace of God, he connected me with a family who had had hearts, um, had had a heart to have children. And unfortunately their, um, their hearts had been broken in their journey of infertility and they were not able to have kids. And so they desperately wanted a family and it just didn't seem to be in the cards for them. And it just really, um, when I, when I discovered that it just really spoke to me and I felt like, again, just this sense of peace, like this is it, this is the plan, this is what I had planned all along, and I couldn't explain it, it didn't make any sense, and I know even now today, as I talk about it, um, you know, nearly 15, 15, almost 16 years later, um, people still are just like, what, but that's just crazy, I'm like, I know, you're telling me, and I was the one living it, but anyways, um, so yeah, I had my daughter made an adoption plan for her, uh, and following her birth, I placed her with the couple that I had found and, um, you know, again, just had this peace, a huge part of my heart in making this decision also came from the fact that I really valued having a father in my life. And I knew that my daughter wouldn't be blessed with that same opportunity if I chose to parent her. And so, um, when I really considered her and thought about how much I loved her and how much I, what it was that I wanted for her in her life, I knew that choosing adoption came down to setting aside my desires for her benefit um, because she deserved to have, she deserved to have a dad. And I know that there are people out there all over the world um, who single parent and I, that it's such an amazing feat and I give amazing kudos to those people. But for me and where I was at in my life, I just knew that I wasn't in a place or a position to do that. Um, and like I said, I just had this overwhelming peace that this was the right thing to do and that this was, this was the, the plan that God had orchestrated all along. And so, um, yeah, man, it's been, it's been so cool to watch God move in that because like I said, my daughter is now, uh, 15, she'll be 16 this summer and God has been so faithful. We have had such a beautiful open adoption relationship all these years, um, we've had a chance to celebrate birthdays and holidays together. We've even gone on vacations and road trips. Um, and it's just so much more than I could have ever, ever imagined. Um, over the last 15 years, having, having my daughter, you know, was my turning point and the moment of humbly just coming before the Lord and repenting of my choices. And he brought um, me out of that. You know, he just, he restored he restored me. He redeemed my, my situation. Um, man, he just, he like, I feel like the, the, that saying, you know, he brings beauty from ashes. I, it couldn't more perfectly fit my story. Um, and it just so speaks to my heart and resonates with me because truly here I was living what I thought was my best life. Um, you know, I'm going to figure this out and I don't need anyone and I don't need to follow any rules and whatever. And at the end of the day, like my life was a mess. 
Um, and I was scared and I was alone and I was confused and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what the right thing to do was anymore. And I feel like it was just such a, it was just such a humbling experience to come to that place on my own. Um, and to realize that what God has for us is so much better than we can imagine. Um, and unfortunately for me, I had to go through a season of rebellion in order to get to that place of humility. But I'm so thankful uh, that I did that because, um, like I said, as that that kind of life-defining moment of having my daughter uh, really started to change and um, pivot my trajectory in life, um, I just I couldn't be I couldn't be more thankful, and I regret nothing about the the choices that I've made in my past. Because without the choices I made, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't have my daughter. I wouldn't have my family now, uh, which in itself was crazy. (laughs) Um, Shortly after having uh, made the adoption plan and placing my daughter, I I attended a discipleship training program um, with a worldwide missions organization, which again was totally not on my radar, but again, the Lord just led me to it through a series of opening doors and uh, my mind was just blowing. But yeah, I went there and totally unplanned, was definitely not in any place where I was seeking out this at all whatsoever. But the Lord actually brought a man into my life who eventually became my husband. And after a handful of years, we had children. I now have three more daughters. So I have a total of four girls. And it's so fun to watch them spend time together and to just interact and have fun and, and even sometimes irritate each other. And again, just something I never in my wildest dreams would have imagined would have happened in those moments where I sat there um, still pregnant, wondering if this was going to be the right decision, trying to figure out like what was this going to look like and how was this going to unfold. I never in my wildest dreams would have imagined that I would have been able to look forward 15, 16 years, and that I would be married to a godly man um, who loved the Lord and who loved his family, uh, that I would have three more children, and that my firstborn would be there and a part of our lives, and just as much a sister to her sisters um, as if they would have been with each other and had a relationship all along. And so I'm just so incredibly blessed. Um, but so not only, you know, um, has God restored and redeemed so much in my life as far as, uh, just my specific personal, you know, story of rebellion and repentance and, um, everything that I've shared, but I also like love to highlight that, uh, you know, God at this point has used my story to share his truth with other people. Uh, he with, I'm, it never makes sense to me, and the more I think about it, the more I'm just dumbfounded about it. By it, but um, the Lord has led my husband and I to run a discipleship ministry, and we've been doing that for um, over a dozen years now. Um, we've planted a church, and um, man, we've just been on a journey. Um, not only that, uh, of all the things that we've done, but me personally, uh, the Lord's really just led me into this place of. Deconstructing just the negative effects of purity culture that so many people are now suffering that we can see just having this like tainted and skewed misunderstanding of what healthy relationships and marriage and sex looks like 
and not only that, like just wanting to usher in God's heart for biblical purity, that purity extends so much further beyond this idea of just saving yourself for marriage. Like saving yourself for marriage is absolutely hands down <laughs> the best thing that we can do for sure. And it's God's plan. It's the way that he designed it, that we would come together with one person and one person alone. But, um, man, purity means so much more beyond that. And God's just really been showing me that and speaking that to me, especially in these last five years. And so it's just been so fun to see um, how God has restored these things in my life and now how he has begun to um, use me um, and to, to speak to other people through me. And so I no longer see Christianity as this begrudging list of do's and don'ts uh, and just this thing that I can do um, in a way that I can, something I can kind of identify with if I so please. Instead, God's really shown me how um, life with him can be truly effortless and all, and it all comes down to just simply saying yes to him and the truth of his word and that um, he values relationship with me above and beyond anything and everything else. And everything I do is rooted in that. It's, it is fully and completely my identity. There's nothing else that I identify with more than my relationship with God. It's truly what defines me and makes me who I am today. Amen. Rachel, thank you so much for sharing your story. I wanted to tell you, keep sharing this story. It's so powerful. And I believe that there's people out there that have gone through the same experience that maybe feel some remorse or, or they feel disconnected. And I believe that your story, and I know it already is helping many people, but I believe it's going to help many more people. Hey, share the link of this podcast episode with them so that they can hear your story the way that you recorded it for us. It's so, so beautiful. And you know, the goal for these testimony episodes is not for me to preach a message. It's really to platform the story. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to share a couple lines that I felt were very, very important that I wanted to reiterate. But before I do that, there was a verse that popped into my mind that I really wanted to, to mention. And it's this, it's, it's Galatians 4, 4 and 5 in the NLT version. It reads this way, but when the right time came. God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. The reason why I love this verse so much is because it, it, it touches on adoption, but it also touches on the gospel. What's the gospel in this verse? But when the right time came, God sent his son. God sent him to buy our freedom and to adopt us as his very own children. That is so, so, so beautiful. And this, just because it mentions adoption and your testimony is, is about adoption, I, I didn't tie those two together for any reason. I really, really, you know felt this verse strongly for this episode. It's because it talks about the gospel of why Jesus came and it talks about adopting us into his family. And where I got that from is because you said so perfectly, God called us to be his children, not just his followers. I wrote in my notes next to that line. Wow. Second Corinthians six eighteen popped into my mind and I will be your father 
and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. That's exactly what you said. Hey, we're to follow Jesus, but we're also his sons and his daughters. I will be your father, says the Lord, and you will be my son and my daughter. I love that you said that the true meaning of Christianity didn't take root. It wasn't your identity. It was just something that you could do. You prided yourself in your ability, which led you to become self-righteous. And the thing you were missing most was God's heart. That is said so incredibly well. Another thing that you said that I've never heard before is sin will take you further and will keep you longer than you want to stay. That I, I've never heard that and I'm going to use that in, in other messages. And you know, it's because the Bible says that sin is desirable for a time, but it also says that in the end, it leads to death. And I love how you ended it with the gospel to you, that he restored and redeemed you. It was the humbling experience that brought you to the place where you said, I don't know what to do anymore. And I don't know who's listening, whoever you are, wherever you are. It's that humbling experience that each person must have when they get to the place where they say, Lord, I don't know what to do anymore. Jesus, will you help me? You know what to do, Lord. Will you come into my life? And will you help me? Will you save me? Will you redeem me? Will you restore me? Will you forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness? I need your help becoming who you created me to be. I give you my life. That's how you get saved. It's coming to that place. That's how we receive the help of Jesus. I don't know if you've come to that place. Maybe you're in that place now and you don't know what to do. If you're listening to this and you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, pray the prayer with me at the end of this episode in the outro with the, you know, the little music going on in the background. It's not repeating something after a guy named Marco. It's believing in your heart what you're saying. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus rose from the dead, you will be saved. I'll never forget that day because my life's been different ever since. And like for me on my day, today is your day. The day of salvation. You are one decision away from living life completely differently. Decide. And let's together, you and I, begin to live life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus. I love you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Life's Been Different with Marco Moncada. For more information on Life's Been Different, our clothing, my music and new book, OSL, the online discipleship course by Solid Lives, or how to send in your testimony to be featured on the Life's Been Different podcast, visit lifespindifferent.com. Hey, if you haven't received Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, we would like to give you the opportunity right here, right now. 
Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead and is alive today. Forgive me of my sins. Make me completely clean. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and help me become the person you created me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the kingdom. Jesus is real. Turn from your sin, turn to him, and go and tell the world why your life's been different.